This podcast is brought to you by JBL. Employing the best methods and tools, audio technology is at the core of everything JBL creates. Never straying from a ground-up approach to everything they build, JBL has produced a prolific list of audio achievements, groundbreaking technologies, and revolutionary advances in the art and science of professional audio. JBL, passion for sound and those who create it. Learn more at JBL.com. Hello and welcome to Tape Ops Discussion, where we call our friends and music community notables to chat about their favorite records. Enjoy. Welcome to Discussion. I'm Jeff Stanfield, and for this episode, we chat with Alten Goons Jasper Verhulst and recording engineer Jasper Haluk about Turkish psych rock and folk singer Selda Bashan's 1976 album, Selda. When did you first find and, and hear this record? I think it's about 10 years ago or something like that. Um, it was in a record shop in Amsterdam. And there was this reissue of the album with some bonus tracks from Finders Keepers Records from the UK. And I think there was a bunch of hype stickers also, like some people saying something about the record. I'm not sure who it was, probably like Beck or Jarvis Cocker or something like that. <laughs> uh, and I was really intrigued by the by the by the sleeve, by the, the cover, which is very simple. It's just like her wearing very casual clothes like jeans and a sweater and she has an acoustic guitar singing into the mic but when i play it played it in the record shop i was blown away by like everything that was happening and this very um unique vocal sound and the melodies very impressive singing like not not always easy to listen to. Like it's quite intense the whole time, basically. Uh, but then everything happened, in, like the funky drums and bass and the, the the phasers on the guitars and the fuzz and the synthesizers. Like everything sounds so uh, yeah tasteful, but also like crunchy and weird and cosmic and. It was such an interesting combination of sounds and music and melodies that I'd never heard before in my life.
and still that record is really unique like there it's also kind of the, the obvious choice like if you talk about turkish psychedelic uh, folk rock albums that's the one people usually pick um because it's pretty good from from start to finish also and and a lot of the like the 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 key, the key players of that time like in the industry were involved with that album i think the backing band was molar uh they also made like a lot of good records themselves and i think it was produced and arranged by zafer dilek and arif sa uh, who are also uh, kind of like i think uh zafer dilek was kind of like a very cool turkish James Last kind of figure who also made like instrumental albums with familiar tunes like folk tunes but he, he made a couple of pretty groovy um, uh, orchestral pop albums also uh, but he was involved as a, a guitarist and a producer on this album so I don't know I don't know much about him actually but I have one of his solo albums, which is also great. It starts out with just her and the you know vocals and acoustic guitar, but as you get into the record, I think it's the first one of the tracks is uh, I, and I'll screw the pronunciation up, at Inse or Ince Ince, mm-hmm. and that's Inche, the Inche. yeah that yeah. that's the first track where I was like, oh, I see now, I see really because mm-hmm. it really the band is gro- grooving in a, yeah. in a very similar way to what to what you guys do, and it's that's it, a banger, reverbs on it are are crazy and in fact there's one track that is just what is it uh yay uh yay lalar mm-hmm. it is the whole track is just so dirty and kind of distorted sounding and and uh yeah obviously that was the intent or maybe it was recorded to, to a cassette or something i don't really do you know much about how they recorded the this record I don't have no, I have no idea. What I do know is that uh, there's a lot of different masters going around. Like mm. I, I, by now I'm very uh, proud and lucky owner of an original copy. And if you like AB it with, with the reissue, uh, the reissue doesn't come close to how good the original sounds. Like it's really, it almost sounds like a different mix or like you're, you're missing Mm. um instruments almost like on the original the acoustic guitar is way more uh prominent and audible and like very 
uh, clear, like much brighter and gives it a very good uh, solid groove, which I now miss when I listen to the reissue. It's, but the reissue already sounds great, but it's just, I was really shocked by the difference. Yeah. You you know you're a fan when you have multiple multiple copies of of mm, vinyl. Yeah. Let's talk about just a couple uh, tracks on the record that are that are your favorites. My Turkish also is not great, far from it. So I'm also gonna screw up the pronunciations, I think. But I think the f uh, the first song that really moved me from that album was Yaz uh, Gazet. And it just has like a, a brilliant uh, phaser guitar intro. Uh, I think it's one of the it's one of the best intros I think I've ever heard. Like, that song I, I guess it's i think it's still my favorite from from that album but by now i like them all actually like there's not one song on and on that album that i don't like there are some really wild synth stuff on this record too mm -hmm. yeah the, the, the song that you mentioned before uh Yailalar, that goes pretty wild with the, with the synths yeah crazy and the sounds and the bass sound is super cool like you mm -hmm. know do you know yeah. uh do you know anything about the uh I'm a bass player, so I'm always fascinated by what what bass guys were using. Do you know anything about what they what instruments they had access to, or what they were using on these? No, I have no idea. No, um, I could have asked actually because recently we did a show together with a couple of the guys who played on the album, um, the, the the band I mentioned before, um, Molar, but you. You write it as uh, Mogolar, but you pronounce it as Molar. Uh, they also made a couple of really cool uh, albums. Um, I'm not sure if the bass player that was with them at the show we did together was also the bass player that played on the Zelda album, but it could have been. I could have asked him. I should have, actually. It's very hard to find any information from the golden era of Turkish production for some reason. Maybe it's because we have a language barrier but Erdinch uh, 
is actually also, I guess, a producer in his own right and understands, you know, the technical side of recording very well. And uh, even him, like, I, I haven't heard anything of him talking to older guys or <clears throat> anyone remembering how it was done or what equipment was used other than that he said like later on in Turkey a lot of uh, German equipment was kind of prevalent like uh, Dynacord stuff and, and those kind of things but what they would use in the recording for these sessions and in these studios is uh, for us still kind of hard to uh, decipher Although hmm. I think on the cover you see something that resembles a D12. I'm not sure if it's a D36 or which version it is, but they definitely had access to uh, to European microphones and maybe also American. I think it sound everything sounds very bold, so it's almost like it can't be the Swiss stuff. You know, it's too it's too too clean and too polished. It's probably British or or American even. I mean, they they made a lot of uh, a lot of money at some point. Like when you when you read the history of Turkish music, I'm no expert, but I, I read up a little bit about it, and <clears throat> they um, at some point kind of the idea of kind of uh, you know locked in that actually with all the progressive genres that were going around and the groovy genres and the rock and the psychedelic rock that was coming from Europe and the states, um, they were trying to copy that type of style in the Turkish way uh, for a long time. And at some point they actually see, they saw that they actually had a big, you know, um, personal thing to, to put into into the equation with all the proggy stuff. They had the, these crazy instruments or crazy to the Western ear. Um, but like Balama, for instance, uh, they have a super rich instrumentation to pick from. And they started to implement it in the in the music, and then kind of it it tipped. And I think even then there was a short time that Turkish music uh, made it out of Turkey. Like there were Turkish bands recording and and winning prizes in France, for instance. Mm. And uh, I know I think Bars Mancho was was known here in the Netherlands uh, at some point, um, but it probably faded away also. And there were a lot of guys going back and forth between Germany and Turkey also because they had a big immigrant culture there and some stayed and, and those kind of things. So there was quite some cross-pollination, but it, it turned into a very big industry and they made a lot of money too, I think. Actually it's a made big country. By, yeah, but I think the music scene was not super big. So they kind of had a wrecking crew and a couple of uh, accompanying bands like, you know, Dadaslar and uh, Molar um and and all sorts of guys around it there weren't like it wasn't a huge crew and they were all kind of taking turns with uh superstar singers mm -hmm. um and so you know they 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 swapped bands but there was a i think a limited number of very skilled and experienced people at some point and um i i'm just assuming they had quite some quite some interesting and fancy pieces of equipment it's just very hard to see but there must be people who know it's sometimes i i when before we go to play in istanbul or ankara or anywhere in turkey i think like ah we have to make arrangements see if we can meet people see if we can actually you know talk to people who still know 
but it never really goes down that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to see some photos of sessions and, and the studios and just, I mean, we have pretty good access to what was going on in the States and in the UK and, and in Europe, you know, I mean, there's fairly good documentation of that stuff. So I can't imagine that there's that stuff doesn't exist you hear about little wisps like this folklore of this, these records in these studios and stuff, but there's not a lot of stuff to go find on, on the internet, you know. So, no, but at the same time, once you start digging, it usually like it seems to be like a, an expanding universe always. Like as soon as you zoom in, then all of a sudden there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of maybe not <clears throat> stuff that's not shared on the internet, but I was fortunate enough to record in Zambia last year. And we recorded in the studio um, for The Witch and uh, in Lusaka. And it was just almost like a time capsule st studio. But they were just using it as a general voiceover studio because that is what the business demands these days. You know, some radio uh, voiceover and, and, and Foley sounds and those kind of things. And they recorded like classic you know, historic Zamrock records there, which is also from this, this era, really. And all those pieces of equipment were just still sitting there and, and the, you know, the tiled walls and the, the treated hardwood frames and everything. It was beautiful. And uh, and then you talk to people there and they have, they're full of stories and there's a lot of knowledge yeah. to be had, but you have to go there. You have to go. And you have, yeah. to, you have to make a connection. <laughs> and, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, we, we tend to, I think also get a little bit of uh, we are used to a lot of digging that has been done for us and mm -hmm. if the, the information we're looking for is not immediately there I tend to stop sometimes and then I'm lucky enough to be around people that actually make those connections and at times then you can get lucky and learn a little bit more <laughs> alright well thanks guys I, I really appreciate your time today it's nice to chat no problem. <laughs> we'll talk soon all right. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Have a great Bye. day. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Discussion is created by Tape Op, the creative music recording magazine. Free subscriptions are available at tapeop.com along with our regular podcast and online content.